Conversations with Dog. Hello and welcome to Conversations with Dog. This is Susie Gotti and I am your host. And today I am actually very excited to have a caller with me. As you know, I love having callers on this show because it just makes it more lively and also it gives you a sense to see how the access tools actually can work with a person in the moment and um, with an animal in the moment that we're in. So I'm always excited to have live callers on the show. And today, I actually have a very special guest from Mumbai in India. Hello, Radhika. How are you? Hi, Susie. I'm very well. I'm so excited (laughs) to be here as well. Wonderful. So, uh, do you want to tell us what is bringing you to the show today? Uh, Okay, I actually saw one of your telecalls uh, about animals and um, heard it, and it was really, really interesting. And one of the things that came up for me was I love animals, right? And I love dogs specifically, and, um, and I had a dog so many years ago. Um, and the loss of that dog, um, I, I can't even call her a dog because she was like my baby. And mm-hmm. the loss of my dog uh, has, um, I think, uh, it's been something that I haven't really gotten over yet, if, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So what is um, what is the part about it that is sticking you? Oftentimes when we cannot move forward with a situation, there's usually a part that's sticking us. And most mm-hmm. of the time when we have something that is sticking us, it's because there is a truth and a lie attached at the same time. That's usually giving us the sticking point where we just cannot let go of it and we keep looping around it and we keep thinking about it and when it comes up it you know it comes back up sort of as if it hadn't really passed and that sort of thing so Mm -hmm. when I ask that question what comes up for you uh actually what comes up for me is this whole thing about losing and I think it goes uh beyond the pets for me as well so the sense of loss that you have when uh somebody leaves you um I just want to mention here that for me, it's the, the how I feel towards dogs or animals in general, uh, and I, I may sound really cruel to some people, but I have I have so much more compassion for them, um, and I don't think they deserve to suffer or be hurt. Uh, I can see a human being, uh, you know, not having what they want in their life or having some tr- trouble, and I think people are uh, equipped to deal with it, but human, but, but the animals are not. And mm-hmm. my heart sort of goes out to them. And um, with my dog specifically, there's this whole thing about loss um, that I, I feel like I lost her too soon or, um, you know, I, or the kind okay. of void she's left in my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, so first of all, um, 
when you did say lose and lost, there was definitely an energy there. So everything you have decided about losing somebody or something, will you please destroy and uncreate that? Yes. Time to God, Zillion. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And for anyone listening, um, this was the access consciousness clearing statement that I just used. And what it does, it's just asking the energy to go back to wherever this particular issue was created and just undo it, which then can give you more of a sense of peace and choice again, which you didn't have before. So um, this is, if you want to know more about the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement, you can find that at theclearingstatement.com. So let's, um, let's work a little bit more about this because one of the things that we often get stuck with is this idea of losing and being alone and all of that. But just as a question, as an, are, you, are you aware that you're an infinite being? Yes. <laughs> so as an infinite being, can you ever really truly be left? Mm, no. No. I, I'm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, so, uh, I understand what you are going through, and I don't want to make that small. But we sometimes right. forget also that as infinite beings, it's actually sort of impossible to be left, you know, because we are infinite and so is everybody else. And so there is really no way that we can be left. Um, it's mm-hmm. just basically the significances that we have about certain actions that people have or certain decisions that we make about things. And and death is also one of those. It's like when, when you're losing a pet or when you're losing a loved one, you feel like you've been left behind, basically, because that other being left its body, it's no longer there with you, and you feel like, oh, now I'm all alone. But is that really true? That is what my question is. No, that's not really true, but it still seems like it is. Yeah. Right. So, um, and I think the biggest part about that is that, of course, life is different without that being in it, because you no longer have the things together that you you were doing in the physical form together and you don't you no longer have that animal to be able to cuddle them and all of that so it's completely different but would you be willing to connect with your animal in a different way and be connected with your animal even now after all these years um in a different way just as a as more of a psychic connection would you be willing to have that right now Yes, yes. Okay. So would you be willing to call your your friend in right now so we can maybe have a chat? Uh, my dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The thing is, Susie, she's, um, I'm aware that she is with me a lot of times. So, mm-hmm. yeah, right now, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so... So the conversations you've had with her when you're aware that she's around, like, do you do you ever ask her to come back to you in another body? Uh, no, I never do. Uh, because when she left, I kind of decided that I never want to have a pet because I can't deal with the loss of a pet. Oh, okay. So every 
something that you have decided there, would you be willing to destroy and uncreate that? Yes. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So uh, I know that this is one of the things often people do when they lose a pet. They say, I never want to deal with this again. I never want to go through this again. Um, And... Like, so when you just look at your life without a pet right now and then look into the future five years, living without a pet, look into the future in five years, okay? Perceive that energy. And now Mm -hmm. look into the future having a pet and look into what your life looks like in five years having a pet. Which feels more expanded, which feels more um, generative to your life and living? Having a pet or not having a pet? Having a pet. Because it brought in this whole playful energy. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) So here you are having decided that it would be a detriment to you to have a pet, but the energy is actually saying that your life would be more expanded if you had a pet. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so would you <laughs> would you be willing to destroy and uncreate the point of view that you have created about what it means to you to have a pet? Yes. Thank you. And right I'm, and wrong, good and bad, fun, park all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Yeah, go ahead. There's something that actually came up when you said that. I, I'm, I'm not entirely sure whether all of those, that point of view, all of it actually belongs to me because a lot of people do talk about, oh, we never want to keep a pet, you know, because the dog has a very short life and, you know, you can't deal with the loss. So there's part of what I've heard, you know, from people yeah. around who choose not to have pets. And so there's some of that that sticks as well. Yeah. So um, so everywhere that you have been trying to understand that point of view and have therefore mimicked that point of view, will you please destroy and uncreate that? Yes. Time to Galtarian, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And in the moment when the pet leaves and, you know, you, you have that, um, the, the breathing time that you have, now, there is... There's something about that, too, that um, I would like you to actually right now ask your dog. So mm-hmm. ask her right now if she, what she would like you to, um, or how she would like you to deal with the situation of her not being in your life in the physical form anymore. Um, would she like you to be joyful? Would she like you to be sad? Would she like you to um, grieve her? Would she like you to uh, get a different pet? Would she like to come back to you in a different body? What uh, What do you get? I get the last one, actually. Yeah. Okay, she would like to come back to you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So for me, she's been around so much, and, you know, and just her presence is so, like... Um, I have Susie, uh, I sometimes felt her uh, close to me, you know, I know that suddenly I'm watching TV or I'm just sitting down and I, and I have a sense of her curling up next to me and, and I was like, okay, so that's just, you know, something I experience. Is it my imagination? 
but my husband told me, you know, there are times when I know she's right next to me, you know. Yeah, uh, this is great. <laughs> so, so <laughs> yeah. So, so when you look at it right now, I know we've only done a few clearings, but like right now, if you think about the possibility of having her be in a physical body next to you again, would that? How does that feel right now? Is that a possibility, or do you still feel like, oh, I don't want to do that. I couldn't do that. Uh, for me, it is more like, okay, if uh, I, I, I guess I will sense it. I, I will know. I, I know. I know. I will know it that if she's coming back in another body, right? But it does bring up this whole thing about would I get too clingy and too attached to her, and then miss from this thing of when am I going to lose her again? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So let's just have a look at this one more time too. So. The truth, did you actually ever lose her? No, I didn't. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah. so everywhere that you have bought that, everywhere you've made that significant, and everywhere you've decided that that was a loss, will you please destroy and uncreate that? Yes. Times a God trillion, right and wrong, good and bad, put and block all nine, short sports and beyond. So wherever you have made the transition that she did from being living into now a different form as a loss, will you please discern and create that? Yes. Time to God, William. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Because the only thing that is different is that she no longer has the physical form she had before. She still is there with you. She still curls up next to you. She's still around you. So all of that is still there. So you didn't truly lose her. You just lost you didn't actually really lose, but the physical form got transformed. So everywhere you made mm. that uh, into a loss and into a detriment, will you please discern and create that? Yes. Time to God, William. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So again, also, all, everywhere you bought that uh, from others, everywhere you decided that, when she died, that you had to be a certain way in order to prove that you loved her, will you please destroy and uncreate all of that? Yes. Times a gazillion, right and wrong, good and bad, put and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Because you said earlier, too, that you have more compassion with animals than sometimes with people, and I get that. I had that, too. It's like, you know, so so many times I was way more interested in the well-being of an animal than I was in the well-being of people. And there is also something in that place that really can stick us when we are around animals because in a way, it also takes away from the idea that animals have choice too. So, So everywhere that you have also decided that your compassion for animals um, is creating this sense of you can't stand it when they die, will you please destroy and uncreate all of that? Yes. Times a God million. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. My, you know, I really, I've been working so much now with animals that are transitioning from basically, you know, being alive in their bodies to basically leaving their bodies behind And I've been learning so much about that being really a choice that the animal has. And so 
the when they're choosing to do that, they really want us to celebrate that with them, you know. And we we often don't because we we have so much going on around that in so many different layers that it's not easy for us to um, basically allow that as a possibility. And so we hold on to all these things. But really when you just look at the energy of that transition, is that actually a celebration of life and living or is that a detriment to the animal? Oh, it's detriment to the animal. Is it? I'm sorry, maybe I didn't get your question. I was, you know, when you were talking, I was like a little bit not there for some reason. Uh, <laughs> my mind is kind of, so, you know, that yeah. brain fog. <laughs> yeah, so, so is, something. Yeah, so is that the is that one of the places that you really do not want to have an awareness of? Hello. Yeah, I'm still Hello? here. I'm asking yeah. you, is this is this an area where you don't wish to have an awareness? Probably, because when you were talking to me about, when you just started talking about this subject, there was just a whole lot of other stuff that came up. Me, yeah. Uh, right. uh, you know, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> watching so television and seeing animals die, and, you know, you see yeah. suffering of animals, and how you make human beings responsible for most of the suffering of animals in this world, right? Yeah. So, right. so, I, so somehow yes, that came is, up. So there is there is definitely a true story there, um, you know, which is that a lot of people are choosing to do harm to animals, that is correct. So and and there's also a lie there and the lie is that the animals have no choice in the matter and that they are victims. So everything right. that is yeah, so everything that is, will you please destroy it and create it? Yes. Times the God's million, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pop, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Um, yes, truth is that we are treating animals with disrespect. That is true. So, um, and, you know, when you look at at just like, so, for, so okay, so let's go back to your dog. Um, did yeah. you kill your dog? I'm sorry. <laughs> did you kill your dog? <laughs> no. No, you did not. So, um, did she, when she left her body, was it a celebration for her? Uh, I, you know, I think in the last moments, uh, because she, she passed away when she was eight, and, uh, I think half an hour before she died, I I could see that she was like not wanting to be here at all. Mm-hmm. So, and there was a sense of peace in her eyes uh, when she was leaving her body. Mm-hmm. So, just that would make me wonder if she was actually very willing to go. You know. <laughs> well, so ask her now. So was it was it actually a transition that she chose for whatever reason? Let's ask her now. She's right there. Yeah. Yeah. So would you be willing to celebrate that with her? Yes. Okay. So everywhere you decided <laughs> that it was a detriment and that it was terrible and that it shouldn't have been happening, and all of those things, will you please just join on Create Them All? Yes, yes. 
Tansy Castilian, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So I think what you have done is you have... So every, every, everywhere you have put everything together into one big melting pot and basically made the dying of animals just everything about it bad. Will you please just join and create that? Yes. Times a God's It's almost right? like it's unbearable. Yeah. Yeah. So everything that is, will you just join and create it, please? Yes. Transic Azillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So would you be willing to actually recognize when the choice to die is actually a celebration too? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so when you do begin to <laughs> Yeah, okay, great. And that's really that's really something I wanna I wanna encourage you to because if you have decided that all death is bad, will you ever be able to see when the animal is actually choosing to leave? Uh-huh. Okay. I so guess you I wanna be able to see it, yeah. Yeah. If I find, so, yeah, I know. Yeah. So, th- because the animals are asking us in those situations to to support their choice and to support right. them in what in what they have chosen to to do. So, if we have resistance and if we have decided that death is bad and it's a detriment, then in that moment we cannot really support them anymore. Right. So everything that brings up, will you please destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Times the gods and right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So, um, okay, so again, everywhere that all this became a big, big melting pot for you, where you have taken every bit and piece about death and dying, and mixed them all together and made them all detrimental, will you please destroy and uncreate that? Yes. Times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. If you have that point of view, you can never see when an animal is actually willing to give up their body for us. For example, animals are willing to sacrifice their bodies for us. You know, animals are willing to die for us. Animals are uh-huh. willing to do so many things, but if we have the point of view that death is bad and that the animals are not choosing death, but that they are basically always killed against their will, then we cannot really see where the animal is choosing that. So hence, we always make it a bad thing when they die. Uh-huh. Thanks. Yeah. So everything that is, will you please destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So, now, if I can maybe just entice you to, now that she is around you and she is there, um, you were yeah. saying when she was dying she was very peaceful and that she, for whatever reason, was choosing to leave her body. Um, it's like sometimes animals choose that because they don't want to get old, they don't want to go through the phase of their body hurting and all of that, they they don't like that. So some animals really right. choose to leave earlier than others just because they, they don't like being in that 
state, you know, of their body. They don't like that. So, so, so have a look at, at her being right now. So was it a detriment for her to leave her body? No, not at all. Not at all. So would you be willing now to have a different look at that and go, huh, maybe I can have a different point of view about this too? Right. Right. And, and you know, when she was dying, I, my husband was very upset, and he was like shaking her body up and she must get up now, and she was slipping away. And I told him, I said, just leave her and just let her go, because and this is way before I knew about access or these tools, but I just had a knowing that she was choosing to leave and that we should just bid her goodbye. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and I told her, just back off and just let her go. Don't scream at her, like, you know, wake up or something like that. Yeah. So were yeah. you actually picking more up uh, what she was going through and were you trying to take that away from her? Were you trying to make it easier for her? Yes. Yeah. So everywhere you bought it as yours, when you actually were really trying to protect her and make it easier for her, will you please just try and create that? Yes. Times a godzillion. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. So in truth, did you actually ever have a problem with your dog leaving? Uh, perhaps not. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it, it's strange. As, I mean, I'm hearing that. I mean, I can hear myself when I say that, and it surprises me as well. Uh, but when I look back at the time when I had her, uh, and I did mention this in the beginning of the call, that she was like a little baby for us, uh, I, I never really could see her getting very old and uh, her body breaking down. And I almost always had this thing that she will choose to go when she chooses to go. And that was really the first time she ever got sick in her life. She was a yeah. really healthy dog. And yeah. the moment she got sick, I think it just took her a few hours to make a choice to leave her body. Yeah. And again, mm -hmm. this uh, this can be a choice that animals have. You know, I have a cat that was like that. She didn't like to get old and she just committed suicide, basically. So, you know, we we have to be willing to we have to be willing to be aware of what these animals are choosing. But if we're making death a wrongness, and if we're making death a choice that is not available and is a wrong choice, then we can't really see when our animals are choosing that as a possibility. Right. So, but you can also see that you have actually known all of this but you have still made it basically uh, um, something that was detrimental to you. So I just want to ask you again, was it actually ever really detrimental to you or were you taking that away from, you know, from, were you taking that away f so that, you know, the other person wasn't suffering? Uh, yes. But there's yeah. another little bit to it, if I can share it, uh, because as you're saying this, I had a dog when I was a little baby as well. Uh, I, I was born into a family where we had two dogs. And soon after that, one of the dogs had an accident, ran off onto the streets and got run over. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's this whole thing. I was a little child, very fond of the dog, and 
and the dog died like this. So I'm just wondering if I uh, that impacted me in some way, or whether I bought something about that incident being significant or scary, or you know. Yeah. So, so what did what did you buy then? Uh, I, and I'm I'm getting this. It's a lot of my parents' points of view because they thought it was a huge loss and that it would have impacted me. And I'm not sure it impacted me as much as everybody thought it would have impacted me. Exactly. You know? yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because exactly because as children we often don't have that point of view about death, and it's much easier for us to recognize um, that you know the the death of an animal is not necessarily a badness. It is just something that occurs. So, you know, as children, we are much more willing to see basically also the the what happened with the being and the body and all of that. So, you know, so again, this is a great example of, yes, the parents probably were much more worried about what the impact would be on you than the impact it actually had. But so now, as a kid, of course, you're picking up what your parents are concerned about. And so then you obviously also are trying to fulfill that for your parents. So again, everything you have taken on from your parents, everything you have taken on about the situation, will you please destroy and uncreate it? Yes. Times of Godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pork, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Conversations with Dog. Mm-hmm.